What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by an awesome band from Chicago, Illinois, called Tiny Kingdoms. So Tiny Kingdoms is a four-piece band, and they kind of don't fit into any single genre, which I think is awesome, but they tiptoe around alternative, pop punk, rock, and I think I think you guys are going to really dig their style as well as dig these guys. They're really cool people. But before we jump into this episode, you may notice that I'm uploading at a different schedule. I'm trying something new. If you like it, awesome. Hit me up. If you don't, Hit me up once again, Instagram, Facebook. I'd love to hear some feedback, but be sure to check these guys out on their social media. They've got Instagram, Facebook, and their website as well. And without further ado, let's just jump right on into the episode. Well, honestly, guys, oh man, thank you so much for for joining me for the podcast. This has been, uh, I think, what, over two months in the making because of a ton of stuff obviously my my wife had our had our uh, second kiddo so that kind of delayed things hey. and then <laughs> and then uh i i just like life got crazy i i uh had some changes with work and had uh had an unexpected move and so now i'm just like holy cow time to time to just kind of settle back in and i'm still just literally working in my my mother-in-law's spare room in her house for the podcast so <laughs> hey you know what you gotta do what you gotta do you're on that grind i get it heck yeah man so that's, um that's awesome congratulations thanks man um give us a little bit of an introduction about each of you individually you've got three of you from the from the four-piece band so if you guys want to just introduce yourselves and and who you are what you do in the band etc yeah, uh, my name is Nico. I'm the singer. I and I play guitar. Um, and that's that's about it. I I also <laughs> manage the money for the band, but I guess that's not as interesting. No one really cares about that part. Well, I I would actually that's actually something that I'm I'm a business major in school. Like that's what I got my degree in, and so that kind of stuff always intrigues me. Is like the behind the scenes. So I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, there. like who does <laughs> the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, the stuff that that a lot of people should appreciate because of the fact that it makes the band continue. My name is Jake. I play drums and glockenspiel sometimes. Glockenspiel. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not very good. You can better. Maybe one day. <laughs> do a, do a nice little solo on the next, on the next single. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, that'd be decently futurist, you know. <laughs> awesome. And uh, is Ryan back yet, or is he still out moving his car? Yeah, he's, he just he just wandered in. Okay, uh, he just kind of meandered. Hi, <laughs> I'm Ryan. I play lead guitar, and uh, sometimes I sneeze. You know, it's just something that happens. I don't know why, but like, it adds to the ambience, right? Um, yeah, you know, just that. <laughs> we're taking shoegaze, another another dimension. Not shoegaze, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like that little. Remember, like in elementary school, when you'd play, like you'd have like everyone on a percussive instrument, and like there was the 
the little um metal like bead on the on the metal and you twist it i don't remember what yeah. i don't that's like a sneeze right it's like that's what the sneeze sound is you don't need the instrument you you just got your sneezes <laughs> You just have to keep like a thing of like freshly ground pepper, like on. I need to just make sure you can make it happen in the moment. Man. Just right yeah. in the moment, exactly. Or like a dandelion. <laughs> so you guys are uh, are based out of Chicago, right? Yeah. Awesome. So I actually uh, shout out to Matt Powell from City Mouth. I actually uh, interviewed him Yay. as one of the first interviews that I did. And I saw that you guys, oh, really? yeah, worked with Jackie um, on one of your songs as well, which is super cool. Yeah, we, we love that band. And everyone in the band. Yeah, they are some some lovely individuals. I yeah, Matt was like an absolute trooper because I was brand new to like uh-huh. podcasting, and I literally recorded the whole interview, and the audio just didn't work, and. He he agreed to re-interview with me, and so it was like a little bit awkward at the beginning because he's like, "Uh, how do I make this sound like I haven't done this before?" But <laughs> shout out to him because he was a freaking champ, man. It was so great. It was like, you know, you, you got to just live and learn, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt's an awesome dude. Yeah, he really is. So, um, you guys based out of Chicago, how long have you guys been together as a band? Like three and a half years, I think. Yeah, like going on four. Awesome. So right around the the time of like your first EP release. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one week months before or some shit like that, right? We recorded that in February and we got together in January. Yeah. yeah. It it came together pretty quick. That's awesome. So how did you guys? Were you yeah. guys just friends beforehand, or how did the band kind of form? I'd like to think I was the glue. Uh, um, <laughs> I had been in a band with Ryan before. I had been in, actually, this is like my third or fourth band with Ryan. Oh, cool. And then I ended up joining a band that Nick and Jake were in um, that ended up ending. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to take these two and then I'm going to take Ryan back. Tiny Kingdoms is the Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> rising from the ashes is what you're saying. Yeah, it was. It, I felt like it was just me taking like, I mean, like just like the three people like at the time that I knew that I was like I work real well with them. Like maybe we can all get together and try something. We actually were hired to play. Um, a cover show on like New Year's Eve that year, like the background band for a singer. And after we had all jammed together and we, you know what I mean? Like as the four of us, we were like, all right, like this works really well. Yeah, that's awesome. So did you guys have like, obviously there's, there's two different scenarios going on here. So there's like, um, that was, who was, who was, that was you, Jake, was that Jake talking right there? Or is that? Nico. No, Nico. 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 Okay, so Nico and Ryan, you were in a band together, and then Nico, you had also been in a band with Jake and Nick. Is that how it worked? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So now you guys are piecing this thing together. How did like um how did you come up with the name Tiny Kingdoms? Were you just kind of like shooting out in the dark, or did you guys have that name for a while, or what was the 
the idea behind I Tiny Kingdoms. I don't remember how the hell we came up with that. I remember, <laughs> like, thinking of lists in your basement. Yeah. Like, we had lists. I think it might, I think, like, we came up with a list of maybe, like, 50 names or something. Or it was, like, some absurd amount. And it might, it honestly might have just been, like, two random words from, like, <laughs> two separate names that we were kind of like, oh, that sounds cool. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no hidden, no hidden meaning or anything. That that's what I was curious about because well, you know, like some people, you know, maybe you guys were like super big into D and D or something, and so like Tiny was, Kingdoms. There I was on my on my peyote trip, and I just came to me. Awesome. Told me by a talking by a talking coyote. <laughs> so, talking. That's a dude. Next band name's Talking Peyote Coyote. Peyote Coyote. That's the. And our logo can just be like uh, that coyote from the Roadrunner cartoon. Yeah, is that Wiley's brother? Wiley is the one who just runs into things and falls off cliffs, and Peyote's just the one that's stoned all the time. It's because he's always on Peyote. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So when you guys when you guys were coming together, obviously you said you you did the backup music for a bit for a, a musician, decided everything kind of like worked, everything felt like it was right. How did you guys determine like um, stylistically what you were gonna do as a band? Was that just all of you had similar similar inspirations, or did you guys come together and that's just naturally how it flowed? We, I I would like to think it was just kind of. Like it, it just it was like a very like natural chemistry. It felt like because I don't know when we started this band, there was really no like expectation for like what kind of genre it would be or uh, what style it would be. It was just kind of like let's just make music we want to make, and yeah, if people like it, that's cool. <laughs> well, that's uh, good. Yeah. It's cool because I feel like in that moment, everybody gets an opportunity to kind of put in their two cents without any real, like, judgment or anything like that. So yeah. it's like, with that first EP, we all had, like, an opportunity to really just do what we wanted. And what came out just happened to be a really good product yeah, for, um, sure. for us. Rather than, like, okay, it needs to sound a certain way. And that kind of set our foundation for future music, which is cool because, again, there was no preconceived notion as to what we had to sound like. Yeah, it allows we for that authenticity. Yeah, yeah, we were just more concerned with like writing music that I think we all liked. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because you have to love you have to love it in order for the people listening to love it. Obviously. No, oh, absolutely. We actually went into recording the first EP, and we're like, what? kind of EP can we make that will allow us to possibly get on a tour with 311 at some point in the future. <laughs> that's that's we're awesome. Working, we're, set we're, the, we're set the aspirations waiting. high, man. Yeah. Dude, 311, That's that would be sick. Even just a show with 311 would be sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, if we could open, like, 311 Fest, dude, that would, that's... I think people would dig it. I would, I would quit music at that point. I'd be like, I reached the eight. I've arrived. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the Mount Everest of my life. <laughs> you know, 
So, so as you guys were like starting to write the music and putting it together, um, what kind of inspirations were you pulling from? Do you, do you guys all have similar, like, like obviously 311 is one of the big ones for you guys, but like in terms of music that you, that you're inspired by, is it very similar amongst all four of you? I think we all have very similar inspirations, but then there's also like one genre that like one person likes more than the other. Like they derive from like Ryan likes a lot more metal than the rest of us do. Like I like, I like a lot more like almost like lo-fi, like hip hop, pop music. Jake likes 311. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick, Nick, Nick really likes pop punk. And you know, I mean, it's one of those things where each of us all like that, that those same things, but just a little bit. Um, and while the other person likes it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I, we're also like really, I feel like inspired by like spacey sounds and noises. Like the yeah, ambient, like the ambient type music. Boom. Yeah. Like explosions in the sky and stuff like that. Like if like if you read our influences on Facebook it says like the the gunshot laser gun sound effects from Star Wars. <laughs> that's that's a that's pretty good inspir I mean, anything Star Wars in my mind is a good inspiration because I'm absolutely oh, obsessed with absolutely. Star Wars. <laughs> even even after The Last Jedi and Solo, I'm still in love with Star Wars. <laughs> I I didn't mind the last Jedi. I I thought Solo was pretty good. I thought it was I thought it was overrated. TBH. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the last Jedi, I loved the last Jedi the first three times I saw it, and then after that, I was like, okay, this, I can see where the holes <laughs> are that people that people are pointing out. But I'm still like, I loved it. I saw it in theaters three times, and I'm very happy that I did. <laughs> You know what, like, my thought process behind all those movies is just, like, it's Star Wars. Like, if you like Star Wars, like, just go and enjoy it. You don't have to, like, they don't owe you anything. Like, just go watch a Star Wars movie exactly. and enjoy it. And that's, that's what I do with my level. Except for that Disney humor. It's so annoying. It's part of the Star Wars charm. It's in, like, every movie. Really? I, well, I haven't watched the older ones except for, like, one through three. Oh, it, and then I didn't really notice it much. And then I just watched I think Last Jedi. Yeah, I was watching it the other day actually and it opens up with like the driest joke in the world and I'm like <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it was like they were like outside of like whatever it is, like the Yeah, and Poe Dameron makes his yeah. joke. He's like, I can't yeah, hear you, are you talking? Like, it's so ridiculous. Kinda so, cringy it's for funny, sure. It's like, it's funny, but you can tell it's also supposed to be slightly menacing. So it's like, or at least the characters are trying to be. So I feel like it's like an awkward interaction between the two. Yeah, know. it was it was good though. Go see the last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite of all of Those like of all of the the new Star Wars. My favorite one is is uh, Rogue One. That one's phenomenal in my mind. Yeah, and absolutely, I agree. I almost died when. Darth Vader did a, a dad pun, right? Like he's choking him and he's like, don't choke on your aspirations. It's like, really? Like <laughs> Darth Vader yeah, is, is like dad, dad, dad joke. Was, like, oh, you were such a badass, And then you just said that. <laughs> but then he totally redeems himself at the very end as he just walks through and slaughters all of those, all of those soldiers. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
so I could talk Star Wars way too much because I just I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll kind of jump back to uh, the Tiny Kingdoms because I honestly one of the coolest things about your guys's music is is something that I I feel like there's a few other bands that do really well like you do is you don't really pigeon your hole yourself into a specific genre. I, I feel like you guys have you, you dance around a lot of genres. You dance around the pop punk. You dance around the, the kind of the alternative indie. You, you, you dance around like a little bit of the harder, more ambient rock as well. But as you guys are, are writing music, how is, how is it that you're putting your music together? Are you thinking of of like, OK, is there going to be um like a, a cohesive we want to be kind of in this direction or is it just like you guys write music and let it flow so all four of us will come up with an idea and then we'll have a shouting match and whoever shouts the loudest the <laughs> idea wins so who's <laughs> the loudest in the band that feels like that that's not how it's <laughs> I think he just starts with like an idea and we just kind of see where that takes, not necessarily like, cause like if you listen to our second EP, it does dance around all those different things quite a bit. Yeah, it and does. And it wasn't, any, it wasn't at any point like, Oh, we're going to write a pop punk song, uh, an indie alt rock, or even like a harder song. It was just like, okay, this, this riff is cool. Where can it go? And then from there we would just expand upon it. So, it was, and I think that helps us do like without like limiting ourselves to like yeah. If something sounds good, we'll just go with it. But if it becomes not necessarily too much of any one genre, but rather not something that we find ourselves enjoying to play, then then we'll change it. You know, it could be like a slower song, like more ambient and stuff. And as long as it's entertaining for us to play, then we're about it. As soon as it becomes like, okay, I played the same lead you know, eight times without any change and it becomes stagnant and we're like, okay, we need to change it. Yeah. So I think, I think what helps us is the fact that we are, have been involved as, in music, both as listeners and spectators and everything. And I think we've been able to like uh, subconsciously like gather information from that. So like, so then we can apply it to writing. So like as a listener, as somebody, as a guitar player that wants to sit down and like play one of our songs, like, are we going to keep it entertaining? Yeah. And that, I think that's like what we ultimately come back around to is like, is somebody going to be hooked on this for more than 30 seconds or 10 seconds? Yes or no. And then we kind of go from there. Like, yeah, it's not like captivating to a listener. And then, I mean, it's not fun, you know? Yeah. And I mean, music is, is evolved. Like the, um, I guess the, the caliber of music has evolved in, you know, over the years, as, especially as, as it's become more readily available, you can't just do what Green Day and what Blink-182 and what Weezer, what, what they were doing, which was just power chords and, and, you know, very basic lead guitar. You can't do that anymore because people will get, uh, like you were saying, kind of bored of it. You just have to adapt and evolve and keep it excited. Yeah. Something different. I think, you know, it could be the same chord. And this is something I throw around a lot. It's not about which place, how you play it. Yep. You know, so it could be the same three bar chords, but 
what am I doing with those three bar chords to make it different from Blink-182? Yeah, like strumming you know, pattern or whatever. You're not doing anything with them if I, if I shout it over to you. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think that's really important, too, is is definitely the, the how. Because ultimately, as as soon as people, like, learn the guitar, they realize that there's, you know, I mean, any instrument, really, there's there's only a set number of chords that you can really play that'll sound good together. And so yeah. it's a matter of how you play with those chords and what you build upon. And that's why, obviously, as a band, it's it's a little bit, you know, you have you have people to work around. And so as you guys are building that, it, it kind of sounded like from when you were talking earlier that you you have kind of something that sounds cool and you build upon it almost like like a foundation that that someone adds this, someone adds that. Is it is it a very collaborative thing or does someone kind of build upon their own riff and then just say, OK, this is. This is what I want to take to the band. How does how do you guys kind of um, work together on on developing an idea? I think it kind of comes together in a like a just a multitude of ways. Like yeah. I mean, it's not any one set. Like this is how we write. Music. I mean, I mean, this most recent um, collection of songs, I would say it was for sure more of like a collaborative effort. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, hell, if, if somebody comes in with a whole song and it sounds cool off the bat, like, yeah, hell, I mean, we're all, I mean. There's no opposition to all, that, right? <laughs> we're all, all going to be willing. Yeah, I mean, we're all going to be willing to, to work around that. Yeah, it's happened all different ways. Or maybe somebody like, walks in with a riff that would become the song or somebody yeah, walks in with the whole song. Or even, or even like Nico, I remember Nico wrote all of Odds. Yeah. pretty much guitar and vocally and yeah i mean we worked around that and i i think that's probably one of the best songs we've written as a band yeah yeah that's a cool song i like so, that one i just yeah i just think we it's like important just not to limit yourself to just like one way of like of letting your creativity loose and yeah or like limiting others like yeah when we come in with an idea like i i like to personally like write a lot independently and come to it with the group but when i do that i might show somebody how i played the part but i always make sure that they know this is not how you need to play it i'm just letting you know this is what was going on in my mind so that way that person doesn't feel like they are you know constricted it just what yeah i wrote like yeah, play it if that's what sounds good, but by no means is that, like, what you have to play. And, you know, I think laying that down, too, also, like, let us open this up for more uh, creativity and stuff, because then some of these songs are not, you know, like, I could say that, like, you know, one or two songs that somebody, like, laid down the foundation, but that foundation is not what it, the listener ended up with yeah. at all. And that's what's great, too, is Tiny Kingdoms wouldn't be what it is if it was just one person it's it's definitely uh an equal collective of all four of us yeah and so there's a lot of it sounds like there's a lot of compromise you come in with an idea and there's zero expectation that that your idea stays that same idea and i think that's cool being willing to to let something because this is almost like you know you plant the seed and and you you kind of let it grow as it's going to grow and and uh allowing yeah. allowing yourself to just not be so stuck on what you created that it just hinders you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, 
mean, that's that's what I mean. That's what a band's all about. Is I mean, I mean, compromise. You know? That compromise and communication. Like we're also yeah. not scared to tell one another when something sucks. You know, <laughs> if it doesn't sound good. If it doesn't sound good, it doesn't sound good. At the end of the day, it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It's just, you know, maybe this isn't cohesive with what everybody else has already got going on. Yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, it just doesn't sound good. And, you know, and again, it can, it could be like, it's not those three chords. It's just, how are you playing them? Are you, are you chugging along or are you just hitting like every quarter note? Like, uh, are you, you know, staccato or whatever? Like, maybe a lot of different changes to it like small ones that can make a large impact on how yeah. a listener perceives a song. And so this is kind of, this is kind of uh shifting gears here, mostly because you used a term that is widely known within music as staccato. And, um, but I'm, I'm interested to know, did you guys come from like musical backgrounds in terms of like schooling or anything, or were you guys just avid listeners of music and became musicians how did how did you guys get into music in the first place uh that's like different for everybody so like, yeah i mean I, th- I feel like we all at least had a little bit of music like in like junior high and like high school like we all had a like a few classes that we took like i played clarinet and then eventually like played guitar like i know like ryan was in orchestra um I don't really know what Jake and Nick did. I <laughs> I I took I've taken I took drum lessons forever. Like I'm I'm jazz trained and stuff, so Oh cool. But yeah. And then Nick as far as I know, I mean He's currently taking classes. Yeah, yeah. he's currently in music classes through school like college and then I mean I I feel confident saying this for all of us, but like you know, like I played my first show when I was like 14. So about like 14 to 16, we all at some point picked up like a rock and roll instrument yeah, and just kind of went from there. So it's been, you know, for a lot of us, almost like 10 years of just that, you know, like I'm going to pick up an instrument, I'm going to commit to it, I'm going to play it. Um, yeah, dude. When and, you're 15, you just want to fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> I I actually was in a similar boat. I played clarinet all through junior high, and then I was like, "All right, time I'll to do. time to learn the guitar because that's what's like." Cool. All right, I gotta I gotta learn how to play. Damn it, by Blink One Eighty Two. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. any girls. <laughs> yeah, the clarinet. It was like, do I want to be Kenny G or do I want to be a freaking rock star? Oh, you know, and so I chose rock star. <laughs> what? What what high school freshman does not want to be Kenny G? Oh, I know, right? Star? Just thinking of that saxophone on you know the Christmas album that he oh. made or whatever. <laughs> Talk about seduction. <laughs> so seductive. <laughs> so I mean, when you guys you guys are 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 forming a band, honestly, something that I noticed, I've I listened through all your music, and I I really I thought like. I like the evolution that I've seen. So like, I don't know, maybe it was intentional. Thank Obviously you, a lot of times bands evolve just naturally anyway. Um, but Withered seemed to be a little bit harder. It started out when you guys started, it seems like when you started out, it was a little bit more kind of hard driven um, music and then stay uh, introduced some new 
dynamic, you know, a, a, a new little uh, look at what you guys are able to do. And then obviously I'll wait around was just like completely just stripped down acoustic. So how, how did that evolve through time? Was it just, you guys continued to write and it just kind of felt natural or was there, there like a, a push in, in any direction because of um, like what fans were listening to or what was the, the, like the evolution? How did that evolve? I, I, I mean, I think it just kind of happened very naturally. Like I don't, like we said before, like we never really write anything. I mean, feeling like we're like, we're expected yeah. to do something, but um, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, each EP, I mean, kind of represent, kind of is like a representation of just like where our heads were at, like either musically or I think otherwise. The only exception being I'll wait around only because we were like, okay, we want to put something out, and it was like, okay, let's do an acoustic EP. So, but even with that, it wasn't necessarily like we're writing an acoustic EP and it has to sound a certain way. It was just kind of like, all right, then, you know, like let's, let's write some acoustic songs or get some acoustic ideas together. And then, you know, I, that's something I think we do well is trying, at least trying not to like put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially during the creative process. I think that's awesome. I, I, that's something that, that, um, I think is, is interesting, especially you guys, um, you have a record label supporting you, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So is there, is there like any sort of like direction given from the label or is it completely up to you guys, what you create? Um, what's, what's nice about them is that they, as long as they like it, like we send them demos and stuff and like the rough checks, as long as they like it, they, there's no pressure. There's, to be honest, there's, I mean, there's, there's never been pressure. I'm sure, like, if they thought, like, it sucked ass, like, <laughs> <laughs> they would tell us, you know. But, I mean, you guys but, wouldn't let it get that far if it was going to be that bad, obviously. No, <laughs> we wouldn't let it get that far, yeah. <laughs> well, I, did, I wanted to make, like, an, I wanted to make, like, a 40-minute ambient concept album that was just, like, <laughs> fart noises, but I... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think they would have gone for it. I, I would be, they I'd be first in line to buy that. It. They just don't get it, man. They're not futurists. Yeah, they're just, they just don't understand. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm, oh. I'm thinking like 2020, bro. <laughs> oh, you're, you got only another year. You got the, you got to get this thing created, man. I mean, you got to be right at the front end of 2020 to make sure that yeah. that everyone huh. buys in. <laughs> I mean, Come on, it's mumble rap. Ambient noise. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly sometimes I look at, at music that's out and I wonder what's driving this market of music because I'm like some of this music I'm like this this isn't this isn't enjoyable at all but then what there's some different. that's like really enjoyable and so there's like this complete like opposite spectrums yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's like either like one opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> or the other yeah, yeah, there's there's that. not much in between anymore. <laughs> I think people are just kind of going, or at least for a little bit, are going for like a shock factor, just something that's different than what people have already heard, whether it be mumble rap or whatever the fuck they think is different. But Kenny G. <laughs> hey man, he's gonna make his return. Seductive music is on its way back. That's it. Doesn't that dude put out a Christmas album like 
every year. Oh, I have no idea. I, I feel like you'd run out of Christmas songs and run out of that's ways my, to play Christmas Michael songs. Dude, Michael, yeah. like, this is, this is like my, so my wife is obsessed with my Michael Buble and Josh Groban. She's actually going to go see Josh Groban in October. And like, so she like, she's one of those like super avid Christmas music fans. And so she's already listening to Michael Buble's Christmas. And I think he's the only <laughs> Christmas, like the only Christmas singer who actually gets me excited, like the music that like I can listen to before it's Christmas time. And so I'm okay with her listening to Michael Buble, but man, it's it's early for Christmas music right now. Let me tell you that. Yo, not not to circle back to Star Wars, but real quick, did you know that Christopher or I'm sorry, Sir Christopher Lee, aka Count Dooku, released a Christmas album as like a metal like guitar oh, yeah. Christmas album. Was that him? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, that was him. He did it. No way. Because I I saw. Well, maybe this was maybe this was different, but I saw like the dueling guitars. Like, was that him doing the dueling guitars Christmas? Like, or the the um, Star Wars stuff? Was that him, or was that a different creation? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, it's probably something different. I know he's a vocalist. Interesting. Oh, this sounds like this sounds like something I don't want to listen to. No, 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 no. It's cool. <laughs> I, that's that's I interesting. I have to listen to William Shatner's Christmas album. That's, that's what I need to get on. I'll bet you Jeff Goldblum's got one, too. I know he's got a jazz band. So. Oh, that would be great. Well, I mean, come on. The guy's a national treasure. Let's hope so. <laughs> no, no, that's Nicolas Cage, my man. That's Nicolas Cage. He is the national treasure, all right? Literally. <laughs> oh, He's stealing declarations and hearts. I know, man. I, I saw this compilation the other day of just all of his like extreme yells throughout his like movies and it's just oh yeah i've seen i've rewatched that video over that's and over like again. that is my favorite youtube video ever it is so fantastic it's, because it's like that's it's, that's the video just titled nick cage loses his shit right yeah yep that's the one yeah <laughs> and it's just like it just you wonder how he did it like some, like requiem for a dream plan yeah Dude, I was dying. Like I died laughing. I was just laughing so hard the whole time, and I'm like, "What the? What the heck?" <laughs> Dude, it's he's the best. Yeah, and then watching him run—that's just hilarious. Looks like something's wrong. <laughs> Dude, I uh, oh my gosh, I ser- I seriously was just dying when I watched that though because he was just like, he has some of the most bizarre. Bizarre screams and stuff. I don't. I don't know, man. It's just strange. <laughs> so, he, he jumping. Can do no wrong. He was in Con Air. What was that? I said he could do no wrong. He was in Con Air. Oh yeah. I mean, the the guy's been in. I I don't even, dude. I don't know. He's been in so many movies. It's it's almost like looking at Samuel L. Have you ever just like looked on IMDb and like Samuel L. Jackson? He's like in crazy amount of movies. And then like oh, Morgan Freeman, crazy amount of things. Nicholas Cage is the same. Just crazy amounts of movies are on this list. Most of them are like straight to TV movies, but still. <laughs> yeah, that are like TV or voice acting too, especially Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that guy's been everywhere. I swear. It's crazy. I'm actually really pumped for Captain Marvel. That's going to be super same. sick. 
<laughs> that's that's a whole other thing I'm I'm a nerd about, man. I love all the Marvel movies and well, what they've done. All the all the MC all the MCU. That's yeah, dude. Thing you and I could probably go on for like. Oh, dude! I so one of my friends, he's got a uh, a YouTube channel called Nerdy Blurb, and he he literally just talks about all these nerdy things, and like I talk to him about it, and it's just so much fun because he just he's he's just as nerdy as I am. And it sounds like you guys are as well, but it's like, it's so fun to just, to just talk about all those things. Cause there's the funniest is like the theories that people have behind everything. And I'm like, I just watch it to have fun, but the theories are kind of fun to follow too. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because those theories are either proven wrong or like proved to be right. All just based on it. Like, the creator wants it to be. Yep. And that's what blows my mind when there's all those like theories about like Avengers Infinity Wars and shit. And it's like, who cares? Like they're going to tell you if you're right or wrong in the next movie. So like shut up and wait. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like it's a theory that's going to come true because of science. It's like somebody had an idea. They wrote it down. And I mean, if if these guys are smart, if these writers are smart, they're going to look through all of Reddit and they're going to look through all of these things and see, oh, that's actually a really cool idea. Maybe we'll kind of build on that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reddit user Believer 92. I'm going to steal that plot line for the new Avengers. (laughs) Exactly. Dude, I totally jumping back again. You were talking about like that, that Disney humor, the the two movies that like totally knocked the humor out of the park that I absolutely loved was the new Ant-Man and Thor Ragnarok. I was dying. I knew during... you were going to say Ragnarok. I knew you were going to say Dude, it. I was dying. I thought that movie was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I actually watched that the other day. It was really good. Dude, I love that movie. The guy who directed it. Have you ever seen the movie uh, um, The Hunt for the Wilder People? It's like no. a, it was a, an Australian, New Zealand film, like indie film winner, basically like the Sundance Film Festival here in the U.S. They have a New Zealand one and uh, it was an awesome movie. But that guy who directed Thor Ragnarok directed that one as well. And so anyway, if That's you're awesome. looking for something cool, you know, the the kid who is it Flame Fist or whatever in the new um, the new Deadpool movie, the the kid from New yeah. Zealand, he's in that hunt for the wilder people movie and so anyway if you like oh, that, that that explains his asset what was that uh so that explains his accent yeah yeah he's from new zealand it, it's i mean poor guy he needs to cut his hair it's just it's, uh, that's all i'll say about right. <laughs> <laughs> so so jumping forward um in terms of we were talking about the eps you guys released realms in march of of this year um, I love the the EP. So that's how I found out about you guys was through this this well, EP. Thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, that means a lot. Oh, it's it's amazing. I love the sound. I love what you guys did. Like honestly, it's kind of funny. I was like listing off something that I do is I I'm I'm I like to to kind of compare not to to say that anyone is not being creative, but to kind of give myself some anchor points basically. And the funniest thing to me is I looked through, I, I listened through your album or that, that EP and like so many different bands stuck out to me, like the rocket summer and the story so far and taking back Sunday and Hawthorne Heights. And it's like, those are not even close to the same genre of each other. And so um, once again, that's, 
in my mind, a compliment for what you guys were able to accomplish with, with the EP. Um, but something I wanted to, uh, to kind of go through is, is maybe the, um, the stories behind the songs, not like the process of writing them, but like the stories of like, if there was anything throughout that EP, like things that stood out to you as you were recording the EP or writing the EP that, um, that are kind of either funny, cool, interesting. Um, do you guys have any stories as you were writing that EP? I remember before we recorded Realms, we went to a forest because I wanted to make like a a really complicated full length, like about, I don't know, something involving like getting lost in this forest and going down like this giant rabbit hole. And it was supposed to be a, uh, uh, what's the word when it's all like a, the whole album of the story. A concept like album. a concept album. And yeah. a lot of it it was it never happened. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was Yeah, it was it was just like a, probably like a, it's pretty hard to make a good concept. Yeah. Just apply that concept like, that you were thinking to your twenty twenty album of ambient farts. Just just yeah, yeah. put it all in one. And the, and the main character can be Kenny G. Yeah, he's walking through the forest, tooting his horn, you know? It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. He summons a, a portal uh, with his clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's something that, that I think is, is like insane is when bands are able to create an entire like album that's one story. I think that's amazing. But I also... If they do it right. Yeah, if they do it right, there's so many that do it wrong yeah. though, and it like and it just kind of backfires. And so I think I think that's definitely something that uh, is is definitely got to be like you were saying. You know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and then you have to really determine is this worth it because it's going to be a crap ton more work to to lyrically write out and tell this story and and make it extremely cohesive. Whereas with a normal album or EP, you're able to have a little bit more leeway in terms of lyrics and, and writing and stuff. But so you go into the forest and you're like, I want this whole this whole concept in this album. Um, what made you change your mind? Was it just like was it just you couldn't get it to sound right or what was uh, it? Uh, we didn't have enough. We just don't have enough money <laughs> to do an album. And I. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the only one that was really into it. Like, I actually had like, like ten to fifteen like song titles on like oh, my dang. phone, like a whole bunch of like random lyrics and how like the song titles and like the concepts would connect. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things, kind of like touching back on like, you know, I mean, if something is like a good idea or something like not a great idea. Yeah. And just, it, I, in addition to like the money aspect, no one else was really digging. And I think at this time too, and I mean, even now, but at the time too, like we we're still like growing and like still figuring out how to like work with each other, like the best yeah. as possible, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's coming together great. But I think that's something that if we were to do like something like that, it's a little bit further down the line. I 
Yeah. You know, like in video games, you gotta like level up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't jump to the next boss unless you've uh, done some side quests. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're still grinding. That's awesome. So, um, so you're initially thinking you're going to do that. You change gears. Um, how did you guys come up with, with realms as like the title for the EP? Um, I think we wanted it originally that concept to be space oriented. And then we tried to go like, we realized that that was kind of like a popular concept and we wanted to do something different, but still do something almost like Twilight Zone-esque. Yeah. So it was like, okay, so, you know, that's, you know, space is not necessarily out of the question, but we want, to be different and expand on it and the next best thing at least you know to me was you know realms like what's you know what's more you know like says curiosity or anything like that or something different than like another realm yeah kind of interstellar title kind of yeah i also think the title kind of worked because i mean i think all six of those songs kind of have their own specific vibe i guess oh for sure so when you when you think of like the title realms it's kind of like going to these different places or what have you so just kind of the title and like all the different vibes just kind of seem to make sense yeah so what were you guys is like looking back what were your main inspirations while writing this ep captivation and like I don't know I feel like if I were to go through my own personal inspirations it wouldn't necessarily be uh any like thing or or a group or anything like that it would just be like adjectives like you know like how do I want a listener to feel and then just kind of go from there I just remember listening to I was listening to the strokes a lot for whatever reason when we were writing that EP. I don't know. That's like that's, a that's like a major throwback for me. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I that that band kind of for some reason the, their first record kind of influenced some of what I was playing on the drums and the the bass line and Superman was like heavily influenced by that band too. Oh cool. I feel like lyrically for me, it was a lot of just like missing people, like missing like people in like places or just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not even like a specific like place or like memory, but like. Almost just reminiscing as a whole. Kind of like the, yeah, like that feeling associated with it. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like I touched, not straightforward, but I like touched base on in like over half the eight years. Yeah. Just a lot of just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's cool. I, I've always, I always love hearing this type of stuff and then going back and listening through because now I'll be able to look at it from like your perspectives and kind of see a little bit more of, of those inspirations and stuff. And that's why I always ask is, you know, people listening to the podcast, they get to now do the same, but it's, it's more of a selfish reason for me. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, it's fine. and, um, I mean, 
one thing that that I, I find interesting is is you've mentioned it multiple times um, as a band. You guys have said it is is you like to to approach it from the perspective of a listener, someone who's listening to the album. And so as you're writing it, this is this is something that I feel like would be pretty difficult. Maybe not. Maybe it is. Um, but separating yourself from that writing process and being able to come at it from the view of a, of a fan or a listener. How do you guys, how do you do that? It's, it's, it's difficult, but you just, I, you just have to be honest with yourself. Like if you, yeah, does this suck? Or yeah. <laughs> I, I try to, in my personal opinion, like I, I, play a lot of guitar so honestly like I don't listen to any music that I don't like wish that I could play myself like okay a lot of the music I listen to is like oh shit like I wish I could play that part or I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna learn this right now like mm-hmm. I want that for my listener so I want them to be like you know it could be a simple song like the last song on realms is literally the same four or five chords over and over again but it's like it's you know it's is it is it captivating is it is it gonna grab somebody's attention and stuff is it gonna intrigue somebody um yeah you know and spark that that curiosity to continue listening not necessarily be like all right i heard this chord progression and then you know i'm done you know like as a listener of in connoisseur of music myself you know i wouldn't want to put out a product that wouldn't you know, intrigue another person. Yeah. And so you're coming, uh-huh. you're coming at it from like the angle of, of someone who's a little bit more analytically looking at the music and kind of breaking it down in their heads and like wanting to do what you're doing, which is take it home and, and do that and, and learn it. And uh, I think that that perspective is, I I, th- I just think it's so interesting. I think it's awesome what you guys do because, um, once again, I, I really enjoyed the EP and it kind of, it shows that you guys took that eff- extra effort. And so that's why I'm curious about that is, is how you, you separated yourselves because I find that a lot of times, um, for me, whenever I'm creating something of my own, whatever it is, I'm, I'm very closed off to, um, opinions of people who aren't, um, creating similar things. Right. And so like, so in, in the instance of you guys would be, you know, I'm writing a song. I'm kind of closed off to other people aside from my band members or other bands who I respect. But I think it's really cool that you say, no, I'm going to break it down even further and, and allow that criticism of myself as if it's coming from someone who's just a listener. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, uh, on the flip side, at least from my point of view, like I can't write lyrics to save my goddamn life, so I'm gonna try my hardest to write a cool <laughs> riff, you know. Yeah, that's and that's that's something that that's a whole other ballpark is is um, the lyrics. So, Nico, do you write the lyrics alone, or is there like other people contributing to the to lyrics there? Um, I do write the music. Oh, or not the music. I'm sorry, the lyrics alone. Uh, well, like as of our, as like as far as the last few releases have gone, I didn't do this in the beginning because 
I think I thought it was kind of weird, and I, I felt, like, almost uncomfortable doing it just because we still weren't, like, 100% used to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, like, as of, like, recent releases, like, I've been sending them to everyone and being like, hey, like, tell me what you think. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you like this? Do you not like it? Yeah. Um, I, to be honest with you, and I, I said this in the very beginning of when we started this band, um, I was just straight up like, hey, like, I know this sounds selfish, but I really like writing the lyrics, and I just want to do as much of that as possible, if that's cool. Everyone was like, yeah. Awesome. Like, sure. Um, and to this day, I, I still haven't had any complaints about it. So. <laughs> I think we all just we all just know our strengths. Like, you know, like, Jake is really good at drums. I'd like to think I'm decent at guitar, and like, like, yeah, I'm not going to sit at night when I'm the most creative and try to come up with a lyrical product that somebody might not like. Yeah. Or even my bandmates are going to like. I'd rather spend that time trying to write a song that might have, you know, positive um, positive like feedback uh, or something like that. So it's like, I think that's another thing, too, that was kind of helpful in Nico's selfishness. <laughs> is him being like, hey, hey, I'm going to write all the lyrics. It's like, okay, fine. You know what? If you're going to do that, that's cool because that gives me the space to not have to worry about that. Like, yeah, it's great because then I can go into a song, write it, and I also have, like, another, you know, a whole new approach. Like, I might write a song musically, front to back, have an entirely different, like, meaning and purpose behind the music than what Nico puts lyrically. Yeah. And sometimes it just comes together really, really well. Yeah. Um, and it's like we each got to put in our own like selves into it without those things like you know contradicting each other or getting in the way. It's not like oh, I want you to say this because this is how I was feeling. Like for sure, I don't give a shit what you say because I already got my point across with you know this riff or this music or this part or this whole song or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I think that really helps us a lot too, is just kind of like knowing our places and not to say that any one of us is like afraid to like, you know, if I were to be like, Oh, Nico, like I wrote, wrote a song with lyrics. I'm sure he wouldn't be like, you know, fuck you. That was my job. It's like, <laughs> but I totally but, would. But it, 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 allows, uh, it allows for us to really just hone in on, you know, what we do best. Yeah. And then, you know, come together as a whole. And like we each kind of bleed into each other's roles a little bit, but it's not at any point to like take that away from anybody. No. And honestly, it's kind of funny, you know, you mentioned you use the word selfishness. Um, You know, both of you guys kind of said, oh, I was selfish. I wanted to sing. And, and then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, he was selfish. He wanted to, to write the words or whatever. But the, the thing to me is it's like it's selfish, but it's also super humble because now it's like I know what I'm good at. So I'm going to relinquish control over things that I may want control over in a, in like, like a, you know, almost like obsessive way. Cause maybe that's just me, but, but sometimes, you know, it's like, well, I want to know where this is going lyrically or whatever, but now it's like you, you step back and you say, no, I'm, I'm going to put my energy into this and I'm going to accept that whatever the words are, my, my uh, expectations are coming across through what I've written, which I think that's super cool. And so honestly, the word that came to my mind wasn't selfish. It was actually humble and like, and kind of like, 
um collaborative obviously is is a is a good term for a good band is they have to collaborate with one another yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that a lot i agree with that for sure it, i guess that's true and that's something that i guess like we have talked about but it was almost like a conversation that was had and then it was over like you know, like Nico and I have definitely had personal conversations regarding that, and it never once was like you know any one trying to like insult the other, really take over anybody's thing, or even be selfish. You know, Nico straight up told me in his own opinion, like you're good at guitar, so I just want you, or not even I want you to, but you can just focus on that, and and just like you said, it's. You know, from from somebody that's receiving that, it's not it's not just humbling. It's it's also just like like it alleviates like almost like pressure. It's like cool. Like yeah. I can write a song and know that I don't have to worry about that stuff. Like you said, like I can yep. just worry about my own intentions and leave it at that. And then after that, it's it's given into somebody or you know three other people's hands, and the product from there is going to be different from what I had seen it, but it wouldn't be a tiny kingdom sound without it. Yeah. And that's what makes the band, the band is everyone's input and everyone's opinions and everyone's collaboration. And like I, like I said earlier, I mean, you guys are knocking it out of the park. I think it's awesome. You guys have put out a lot of music in a short time. Um, given the typical circumstance, you know, where, where you are starting up, a lot of bands aren't able to put out as much as you guys have. And I think it's awesome. What you guys have put out is fantastic and I'm a big fan. So I'm glad that you guys uh, agreed to the coming on the podcast with me because it's always fun for me to to hear the minds behind a, a great music. And um, and so what's what are you guys' plans going forward now? Are you writing new music? I know you've got shows coming up in October. Um, what are the what are the plans for the band going forward? Yeah, so we we have a run coming up in like October and then um, we're we're recording some new music pretty soon, so hopefully we re- get to release that like early next year. Um, but I I mean we're just gonna keep grinding. So. Yeah, really, just shows and then uh, just putting out new material in whatever format that may be, whether it be a, a video, you know, any sort of media, music, whatever just keeping our, our fans or people that are interested in us interested. Awesome. Well, um, doing the thing. <laughs> that's good, man. I'm glad I, uh, mm-hmm. just in, just in closing, um, I know you guys have, obviously you have all your EPs. Um, they're available on Spotify. They're available on Apple music. Um, so for mm-hmm. anyone listening, be sure to follow and listen. Um, but also you guys have a merch store. Um, from your website, um, you've got tank tops and t-shirts, um, and, uh, I saw some, actually some really good deals on, on the website. So, um, anyone who's listening, who really likes tiny kingdoms, check out their merch cause it helps these guys continue to create great music. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm always for the mindset of, of supporting the bands because like you were, you guys were saying, you know, it's like, well, we couldn't afford to do what we actually imagined in our heads. And it's like, you created something fantastic still, but imagine what you could create if there weren't those limitations of finances. And so, um, for anyone, once again, who's listening, who likes tiny kingdoms, 
go over, support them any way you can. And uh, honestly, guys, once again, thank you so much for joining me and uh, keep up the awesome work. It's super great music. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. This so was much. a lot of fun.